Welcome to Cryptonized, the show that interviews the crypto masters and their ideas on investing and the blockchain. And now here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Today we're going to talk with Ross Davis about crypto scams and some of the biggest ones we don't even know about yet. At least we're not hearing about them here in the United States. Ross, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Hey, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your background in uh, 100 words or less? Uh, okay, so before crypto, I was part of the mainstream media. I worked for CBS here in San Francisco. Uh, got kind of addicted to this stuff by accident, as everybody does. Uh, and what originally started is me just kind of blogging my ideas, slowly morphed into me bringing on someone to help. And the next thing you know, I'm running a 13-person international news team called the Global Crypto Press Association. Uh, and there we do both journalism and then we have kind of a back end where the press releases that you see for a lot of these ICOs and cryptocurrency companies, we actually handle the distribution of those for about 200 different uh, blockchain companies. Oh, wonderful. Okay. And that's, uh, that's what you're doing now? Yeah. Okay. Time. All right. And, you know, uh, we had talked about this before. I did some research on it. You, you know, it, on the topic of scams, you actually broke a story about a scam uh, called t Titanium Blockchain. Right, yeah, it traded under T-bar. And I think that's one of the reasons people are so fascinated with these stories is just how bold some of these scams are. Uh, this one had a CEO who openly was just publishing. I mean, he's based in the U.S. as well, so it's not some weird thing where he kind of felt safe in a third world country, which we see often. But this guy was trying to say they had partnerships with Apple and Tesla and wow. all these companies that never heard of him. You know, and it was as simple as these things started coming out where people were just direct messaging these companies through their Facebook page and saying, hey, have you ever heard of this guy? And they say, you know, let me check. They'd come back the next day and tell people, you know, we have nothing to do with this. It's that easy to expose the truth. And this person still managed to raise, I think, like $10 million in an ICO. And I knew one of the people who worked for their marketing. Uh, you know, like I said, I do the press releases for these companies. The guy who was doing their marketing for them had just finished doing it for another project. A lot of these guys kind of hop around as one crypto's launching. They'll help with the launch there. Then they'll move on to the next one. That's kind of their thing. They don't stick around to be the marketing guy forever. Uh, and that guy was doing that for Titanium at the time that they actually got raided by the SEC. I mean, mm. busting down the doors. Uh, taking everyone's hard drives. I mean, it was the it was the real deal. Yeah. I, I luckily got a little heads up because I knew him, and I was able to go live with the story uh, before anyone else, a couple days before anyone else. And you know, definitely the weirdest experience of my life, literally pressing publish, and then over the next hour, watching a company lose several million dollars in value and, and knowing that, like, that's because I pressed that button, you know? So did you, you put the article up before the raid or right after the raid? Right after the raid. I mean, like, I don't think they were done packing up and leaving it. Like, it was in progress. Wow. Wow. And what was, uh, what eventually handed, uh, happened to the founder? Uh, right now, he is charged with multiple felonies and awaiting a trial date, the last that I heard. Got it. And did uh, people get their money back or has he spent no. it on? No, you know, that's the thing. Nobody really does when these things 
uh, are over with because uh, a lot of the value you're looking at is in a token that it, it drops to almost zero in the first day and then the company really doesn't have anything to show for it. So the company had all their their currency in their own token? They didn't transfer it to it's, Bitcoin? Or- that's a lot. You know, they, they were actually developing something which is a little different from the other uh, scams you see out there where there yeah. is no product at all. These, these guys actually did hire, they had two different teams of programmers and, you know, a marketing team. They had, they had a full staff, a real office building, it was just how they presented it, you know, which is unfortunate because it sounds actually like they didn't need to do that at all. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Yeah. I mean, why, why all the bravado when, you know, you probably didn't need it at that time to raise that kind of money. It didn't seem like it was that difficult. You know, there was so much money flying around back then. This is when the ICO craze really took off. Yeah. And you know, money can bring out a weird thing in people. It really does. Seeing this new kind of crypto gold rush, we saw a lot of weird stuff, um, and it was all over. I, it, not only that, from the point of view of the person executing the scam, but then what the victims are willing to believe at the time. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so that was a, a scam, but now let's get into the mega scams like BitConnect. Can you yeah. kind of walk us through what happened there and what the result was. You know, what fascinates me with BitConnect, and I, I like kind of to start with the result because it adds kind of a sting to everything else as I, as I talk about it. Um, these guys got away with stealing $1 billion worth of mm. cryptocurrency. And I got to emphasize, none of them have been found. You have seen articles about people affiliated with BitConnect being arrested. Do not get those confused with thinking the people behind BitConnect were arrested. The people who have been found and are in jail right now are simply people who were part of the pyramid scheme like anyone else. It, it would just like if you were to join BitConnect and to take the initiative to throw your own BitConnect events in your hometown and you kind of put your face on a bunch of flyers and posters and stuff like that, all on your own, those people got caught. But the people who actually created the site and made the bulk of the money, we don't even have a single name of them yet. Okay. Jeez. So just to, just to get that clear, the people who have taken the fall are a bunch of nobodies in there behind bars. The people with the billion dollars are out there enjoying it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Was basically uh, a scam that worked very similar to the stuff that you still see happening today, which is you give them X amount of money, and they in return will give you – you give them your money in Bitcoin, and they in return will give you their coin, the BitConnect coin. And that coin would then – be paid out additional coins, dividends on a daily basis, earning anywhere from like three to five percent per day. Um, mm. You look at that percent uh, by the end of the year, and you're in, you know, guaranteeing hundreds of percent return yeah. on investment. It's literally impossible for anyone to do. Um, they kept that going for a while, and slowly people started to kind of catch on. And uh, a lot of people, if, if you were to subscribe to any legitimate cryptocurrency person, uh, whether it's somebody who writes about cryptocurrency like me or a YouTube channel that covers it, they eventually had done a video or a report on why BitConnect is a scam. And slowly, they weren't able to get the new investments to pay, to pay off the old ones. You know, it was the classic Ponzi scheme. Yep. And, you know, what was interesting about them is I had some friends who were involved knowing it was a Ponzi scheme and they had this idea that 
they'd start to see the cracks in the wall before it all comes tumbling down and that they could pull out in time. And they didn't do that. You know, BitConnect, from the outside point of view, if you were to think, okay, these guys are going to go up until the last minute, they looked like they had a few months left. But that was where they were smart. They just pulled the plug with no signs that it was coming. Uh, yeah. Well, they were still profitable, uh, but they started to see the writing on the wall, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they disappeared. I mean, they, they did this thing where they said that everyone will still get paid, but in BitConnect tokens, and they set the value of the tokens that they would pay everyone what they were owed in was the value they were on that day it got shut down. Well, within five hours of them saying what the value of a BitConnect token was, it was worth 15% of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you had $10,000 in there, if you got your payout that same day, you're still only getting 1500 back. Right. Uh, it, it's worth nothing now. It's like two cents or something. It's, it's amazing. It's still out there. Yeah. How is it still traded? Scam coins still traded. Yeah. Uh, decentralized exchanges, you know, it doesn't have to be listed or unlisted. So who's on the receiving end of something like that, right? I, I mean, think it's just people goofing around, really. Uh, yeah. Right. I do, too. Uh, so... My crazy thing with BitConnect, though, is at their boldest point, what they started to do was hire people in, in local areas to actually set up like BitConnect booths at events. So one of the events I'm involved in and we're a partner with, actually, is the Blockchain Expo here in Silicon Valley. And BitConnect had a booth there. And I had, you know, this is a YouTube video that had about a quarter million views. And originally, okay, so it's a three-day event. The first day I go up and try to do an interview with the BitConnect guy, and he's real evasive, as you can imagine. And I mean, that's red flag number one. This is an event where literally everyone who has a booth there is dying to get coverage. That is the entire point that they are there. But BitConnect, for some reason, was really scared of the press, which is, you know, obviously really odd. And I think they know the press is going to ask questions that, you know, some of these attendees who are, who are new to the blockchain world won't ask. So he was really evasive. And uh, he gave me an email address and, and said, you know, he, want, he wanted me to send the questions in advance. And I just walked away. And, and you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's obviously a horrible idea. He turned down the interview if he saw my questions in advance. So the next day I showed up and I kind of did uh, an ambush interview. Wow. Where, uh, you know, I had my girlfriend hold up a camera. I don't, I don't do on-camera interviews. You know, normally right. I wanted to sit down and, you know, take notes like I normally do. But I had to do it this way. So I handed the girlfriend the camera and, and just went up. And, I, and I, I did all the math the night before in the hotel room. And it was, I can't remember what it came to. It was something like if someone invested $100 now, within five years, they would be a billionaire just by leaving it there. Okay, so how is this sustainable? Like, make right. And uh, he he kind of snaps at me and says, you know, oh, we're gonna make a change. And I said, well, what do you do to change it? And he says, you know, I don't have to answer that. I, you know, get out of here. They basically kicked me out of the booth. And here's another thing that kind of changed the way I saw the scam world. At first, when I started covering BitConnect, I started to actually feel a little bad for these people. They were seeing cryptocurrency on the news. You remember the coverage when they started blowing up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, wall to wall. Yeah. It was all over. Yeah. They would draw anybody in, you know? Right. Uh, so they would get on BitConnect actually thinking they were investing in Bitcoin. You know, like, oh, this must be what the news oh, is. Oh, really? 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, people were that confused. So at first I felt sorry for them, but then when I had that video up on, on YouTube of me confronting the guy, it was being shared all over the place. They eventually got enough people, BitConnect promoters, to get together and file fake claims against my account that they actually got my channel terminated, even though I didn't break any rule, just wow. YouTube with reports. Yeah. I started to get death threats. Uh, what? That the only reason I, I had this attitude about BitConnect was that is that I missed the boat, and that was that was generally the response, man. I mean, it's not people saying like, "Oh my God, you know, I gave them a thousand dollars, I just took it out thanks to you." I didn't get any of that. These people are just so zoned in, and this is how they fell for the scam in the first place. I mean, any rational thinking person would see that it doesn't work ever and never hand over a penny to them. So you got to realize the people you're dealing with. And, and now, I, I, it sounds cool, but I, I kind of have this people are getting what they deserve attitude now. And it's, you know, it's, it sounds screwed up to say, but man, you would have been really surprised by the response I got at the time. And you see another scam coming that's even bigger than BitConnect. Is that right? Yeah, well, I mean, here's what's interesting about BitConnect is I think it left at least the English-speaking crypto market a little weary of stuff now. You know, that was an experience, I and I feel like this is going to happen in every language. So, you know, now you put up something and it has a guaranteed return on it, and you, tr you try to post that on, on any crypto message board or Reddit, you are instantly getting ripped apart by people telling you that's impossible. If they claim that it's a scam and it's done, you know, just right. ever since BitConnect did that and changed the attitude in the market completely. But you have these other markets that BitConnect didn't really penetrate. So right now, uh, you know, over the last few weeks, there was this massive one that I didn't even know existed until it was broken up called Plus Token. Uh, it was Chinese-based, and BitConnect got away with barely $1 billion. These people have at least $3 billion from the Asia market has been scammed Jeez. by this plus token. Wow. So just to, I mean, I didn't realize that the divide based on language was that large, where there could be a $3 billion scam that not only myself, but it wasn't like I brought it up to someone else and they were like, oh, yeah, I heard of that. No one I know heard of it. Had you? No. Yeah. At all. Crazy. I, it's, it, it's almost like we're on a different planet, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so what's going on with that one now, uh, you know, I, you can't call it for sure, but they're doing this thing where uh, these scammers don't trust each other. So they set it up where no one can be the scammer who takes all the money and runs and leaves the, their fellow scammers high and dry. They did multi-sig wallets, which yeah. takes at least three of these scammers together to unlock a wallet that all this Bitcoin they stole from people is sitting in. However, about half of the crew was uh, locked up a couple weeks ago. They, <laughs> they did raids on all their houses. This is in China, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, actually in, in China, but they've actually caught people all over the place. You know, it was an Interpol operation. So they were originally based in China, but I know, like, uh, the first arrest was out of Dubai. So they're catching these people as they travel. I think that's the best way they spot them. They put Got them on the watch list for, for flights. And yep. 
they take a flight, they're being trapped. Um, so because of that, you have maybe two out of the three people able to put in their, their key and get into the wallet. And that third one is in prison. So right now they can't get in. So what's interesting is they're in theory, if it stays this way, that is really good news for everyone who's invested in Bitcoin that all of these tokens have been taken off the market. I mean, if you've ever seen like an ICO burn excess tokens and what that does to increase the value, obviously the, the less tokens in circulation, the higher value of the ones that are. Mm-hmm. Um, so 3 billion taken off the market could be great, but you know, who knows what's going to happen in interrogation rooms? Who knows what's going to happen if they have all three out of the three in a Chinese prison? I have this. Yeah. It, chances are they're going to, they're going to get those keys. Yeah, if that happens. Yeah. If they can get them all in China. And then you may have something like the Chinese government doing a $3 billion Bitcoin dump, which would be awful. So, you know, this can turn out either way as far as how it can eventually come back to bite us here in these other markets. But uh, as I was doing that report on Plus Token, I had started to search, uh, you know, various social media to see, uh, you know, basically just the pitch people were giving for Plus Token to understand, you know, how the, how the scam kind of worked. And since it had been broken up, I noticed these people who had like videos about Plus Token uploaded one month ago had videos about this other thing called Cloud Token uploaded like three days ago. So all the people promoting Plus Token has now moved on to this other thing called Cloud Token. This one is unique. Uh, this one is actually a wallet. So unlike these other ones where you hand over a legitimate currency like like Ethereum or BitConnect mm-hmm. or, or Bitcoin and you get their scam token back yep. like BitConnect, this is one where they say, use our wallet. Give us all your crypto, all your different kinds of coins. We support them all. And we're going to give you interest based on how many tokens you uh, store in our wallet. Yeah. What is, what is the end game here? It, it, are we about to see really the biggest scam ever where it's not only they took all my Bitcoin, but they took all my Ethereum and all my Litecoin and all my Ripple and it's going to be just insane? Or, I mean, I, I, I can't figure out what the end game is, but I do know they're making that classic promised interest payout that is impossible for any company to maintain. So at some point, this is coming crashing down. And this is cloud token. So cloud if you've got token. a cloud cloud token wallet, you better, uh, I would suggest you probably take a second look at that. Yeah, is that what you're absolutely. saying? Yeah, get out. <laughs> get out. And is it because they're over, over promising on interest or do you know something about the founders? No, they're over promising on interest. I mean, the, the one thing that is really strange is the founder of this one, unlike all these other scams for the life of you cannot find the names of any of these people. This guy is, he's all over the place. He's going to these conferences. He's posing for pictures. They're throwing their own little rallies and stuff. He's up on stage giving speeches. But no one can do guaranteed 3% daily interest, you know, 360% interest per year guaranteed. Yeah. It does not exist. Right. So yeah. something's wrong. And I, I don't know what it is. I, I, he, might not, he might not even have it better explained than I do, you know? Like, why, he might not even have a better plan than what I'm looking at now. He's just kind of taking it day by day. The market comes crashing down. He's going to have to figure out, you know, an excuse why he doesn't have anyone's interest. Well, can he burn his own tokens to pay off the interest? Uh, Well, he's paying them right now. So you put in all of your tokens and you get paid out in cloud token, I believe. 
Right. So, I mean, he, he can issue, I don't, I don't know anything about the cloud token, but can he just keep issuing cloud tokens? It, theoretically, but that's going to be the same thing where that thing, it drops in value and you issue more to make up for the loss in value. Yeah. And that drops the value more and then you right. get a token that's, that's worthless. Yep. And, and he's holding everyone's coins. That's what's freaky about this. So he's got the keys and everything? Yeah, it's, it's one of those wallets where you don't, get, you don't get your own keys. You don't get your own keys. So he's controlling it. And to get it out, uh, is it pretty easy to get out? Uh, as far as I know, it, it works like a normal wallet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting. It's weird. It's something we've never seen before. I think, you know, if you're... If they know anything about BitConnect, they'd be pretty concerned about doing anything nefarious. But then again... You know, that's what's you know. so crazy, though. Okay, so the way that BitConnect changed it, where it's now really hard to pull a scam in the English market, right after Plus Token, this cloud token is taking off. I don't get why people didn't learn their lesson for the Asia market from that one. You would think yeah. would be really weary after something three times the size of BitConnect just collapsed. Right, right, right. Huh. Well, we're going to keep our eye on that one because that seems like something that uh, is about to fall over, especially, you, did you say 3% a day yeah. is the interest rate? Yep. I mean, that's insane. And you know, you, I, I understand these people who like to get involved in these knowing exactly what it is and just kind of, you know, watching the health of the company as best from the outside and pull out before the company would shut down. I mean, it's tempting. 3% a day sounds awesome. Absolutely. And it's I mean, compounded too, you know? Oh, I mean, that's yeah. insane returns. Insane. Um, all right. So let's, let's talk about, you know, the kind of the obvious question is how do we protect ourselves from these scams? I mean, is it just the old maxim, if it's too good to be true, then it, it probably is. It really is. And I, I hate saying that because it's such a cliche line, but it, it really is too good to be true. And it is, you got to think why, why isn't everyone doing this? Why are you only finding this recommended on these obscure websites and weird little YouTube channels and you won't find you know, anyone who has an established, respectable reputation in this industry ever recommending one of these companies? You know? there, wasn't, there wasn't a single reputable person who happened to you know, fall for the BitConnect scam even innocently. Not one. You know, so I think at this point we kind of we we know who trustworthy people are in the crypto world. Yeah. And uh, but there's always new entrants, though. I mean, how do you know? There are, but uh, I w I would say forget them. You want to look for somebody who has a, a long, multi-year proven track record of having never scammed anybody ever, and you want to see at least one of them endorsing this company. And yet, I think with any legitimate one, you will find that. Yeah, I mean, but you could point to. Bernie, uh, what was his, Bernie uh, Madow. Yeah. Madoff. And you could say, Madoff, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then you could say, look, I mean, this guy was part of the you know, government oversight of uh, SEC oversight at one point. And then he, he moved into private practice. He had all these famous people around him and giving him money. And he turned out to be a scammer as well. It's, you, like you really can't ever know. But then if you looked at what you're doing, which is look at the returns, uh, Madoff, I don't think he had a down year. I mean, and he was, I don't think he did a guarantee like that either. You know? Yeah, that's true. He didn't do a guarantee, but still, I mean, if you look at what they're, first of all, what they're saying about 
you know, in this case, 3% every single day, it just doesn't pass the, the math sniff test, even to somebody that's not a mathematician. I mean, just the basic one sentence version of that is there's no such thing as a guaranteed return. Period. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, if you look at maybe the performance of that particular token, um, and I don't know what cloud token's all about. If it's just wallets, you're looking at how many wallets are created. If, if you could, I mean, there's all sorts of metrics you can kind of look at and put two and two together and just say, yeah, this doesn't really sound like this is a sound place to, to, to purchase tokens. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the two things that I'm taking away from this. Is there anything else that people can do to kind of avoid well, these you know, of scams? If, if that's something that uh, piques your interest, look at some of these great legitimate places to earn interest on your cryptocurrency now, you know? I mean, there, there's some there's some awesome programs going on right now. If you just Google earn interest on crypto, yeah, I, I think pretty much you'll only get legitimate results. There, there's so many good companies right now that you can get anywhere from three to ten percent on your crypto. And these places will do weekly payouts of your dividends. Uh, they'll deposit your interest earnings in a separate wallet, so you could spend that immediately. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot. There's a legitimate side of this exact same world happening right now. It's not three percent a day. It's ten percent a year. <laughs> but you can, uh, if that's, that's something you want to do, you know, earn without having to play the typical trading game, which I think is with one of the big appeals of this thing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are intimidated by the idea of going on an exchange and hoping that they make the right buys and that they sell at the right time. And they've had that feeling of not selling early enough or selling and then watching everything double after you sell. <laughs> and it's a horrible feeling. So the idea that you can just make a deposit and sit there and watch profits come in, that, is, that appeals to everybody. Yeah. Um, and you can't you can do that legitimately now. 3 to 10% sounds more reasonable. I mean, there's staking programs. I mean, there's other things you can do. Uh, yeah, that's to, what I'm really getting into now, too, is, is the staking stuff. Running, run a, yeah. running a master node, and you know you don't have to do that by actually running your own. There's some right. great sites out there where you just contribute what you can, and it's kind of a community ran node, and then you you split the, the dividend payouts on that too. Yeah, I mean, there's all all sorts of things, and I I haven't seen a resource you know that lists all these things. It'd be cool to see if somebody had a resource. If you're listening to this and you do have a link to a list of these uh, places where you can earn interest or staking rewards or what have you, please, please send it in. Well, you know, I actually do have a site. Uh, it's a separate site from uh, Global Crypto Press, uh, kind of a little side project. Uh, if you go to cryptocurrencyloaning.com, mm. it's the uh, same crew that runs Global Crypto Press. We reviewed a lot of these cryptocurrency loan sites, and uh, you can see our, our recommendations there. Okay, cryptocurrencyloaning.com. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Okay, excellent. Um, what a, I have a last couple of questions for you. Are there any, you know, hesitate to say this, but are there any government regulations that need to be implemented in order to help stop some of these scams? Are you like, government, stay out of it, the community will handle it? You know, here's, here's what's kind of weird with the government involvement is I don't trust our tech illiterate politicians to do it right. At all. I can't say absolutely they're... I could probably come up with some some decent laws that would manage to prevent the scams and not stun growth of legit, legitimate companies, but I don't I don't trust our politicians to do that. Um, 
You see right now they're freaking out about stable coins. They want to, they want to label stable coins as security now because Facebook proposed Libra, which is one of the dumbest ideas ever. The entire concept of the security is it's something that increases in value. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the definition. And these exactly. people are trying to label stable coins that. Uh, right. Because they're that <laughs> dumb. Don't they don't understand. I know. And I yeah. heard, you know, one of the stories I broke, actually, you know, I have, a, I have a friend who I was actually working with, a congressman who authored this. So another kind of just luck of the draw got the scoop thing. Uh, the Token Taxonomy Act, which would change everything exactly how it needs to be changed. So what would happen is cryptocurrency would suddenly become uh, an asset class of its own. Uh, it's very similar to, to being treated how gold is, almost like a digital commodity. And that would allow uh, the CFTC instead of the SEC would become the oversight body. And any scam that would exist now for somebody trying to sell gold or buy gold at a value that's way too under market or sell it way too above market, any of that stuff that they can right now take on in the gold world, they could then prosecute in the crypto world. At the same time, none of that crazy stuff that comes with things being labeled as security. So we would have this free market where any legitimate company that was honest has absolutely nothing to worry about. And any scammer out there, the laws are still on the books to bust them. So, man, my fingers are across this thing. This thing passes. It was, it's already been introduced in the House. Uh, right now it's at that phase where we won't really hear about it because the, the committees are yeah. doing their private discussions. So they'll do that. They'll suggest amendments. They'll make any amendments they agree on, and then eventually it'll go up for, an, for a vote. I haven't heard anything on it for about 60 days, uh, but it's normal to be dark during this time. So if this passes, everything changes. Everything changes. It, it'll be a dream come true for everybody, and it does nothing to make scams easier to happen. And I, I will point to this over and over is look at Switzerland Crypto Valley. Oh, I mean, it, they're doing a phenomenal job. It kills me. I'm here in Silicon Valley. So yeah. I am pulling my hair out, seeing one company after another that should be here, but they had to run away from our clueless, pathetic lawmakers. Mm. People have scared totally legitimate companies from operating here. You know, these people who have never scammed anyone in their life, who no part of their proposal was misleading, are scared to do business in the U.S. because everything is so open for interpretation. Because we are using laws written in the 1920s. That's right. To manage cryptocurrency, the hot yeah. new emerging tech, 1920s laws. Uh, so that we, we need to fix that gap from 1920s to now needs to be fixed. Uh, and yeah, but look at look at Congress's look at Congress is doing though. I mean, you saw the Zuckerberg trials, right? I mean, if that's any indication, it's, it's insane. I mean, you, who knows what's going to happen? Zuckerberg, uh, I, I I get not liking Facebook, but I mean, they really showed you how tech illiterate they are. Well, they really did, and then you know that you got the banks in their back pockets, so to speak. You've got lobbyists that are there. It's just nuts, and um, I, I don't know if we, we have a crypto lobbyist. I, I talked to somebody that said we do have a crypto lobbyist firm. I think it's called the Digital something or other. There's a few. In, in There's three D now. DC. Yeah, but I, I, don't he I don't hear anything about them, and I'm not seeing their work unless it's this lot, last law. Maybe they help propose this. And 
Uh, yeah, you know, I think they, they made their first kind of round of political donations in 2016, and I think this uh, this next election coming up, I've heard that they have some a pretty big war chest to distribute to the people who express opinions that are good for our industry. Yeah. So, okay. Good. To, good to know. Results pretty soon from that. All right. Good to know. All right. I've got one last question for you, sure. and. Uh, I ask everybody this in, in a hundred words or less, if you could invest a fictional hundred thousand dollars in one or two cryptos, what would they be and why? You know, uh, I, I hate giving investment advice. I, I, because fictional. Really, I, I got to say popular by doing this and it was at a time when you almost couldn't be wrong. And right. then I quit doing it at the time when it could go the other way. So, so far I've never been wrong. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to play it safe and just say, man, Bitcoin and Ethereum, these two aren't going anywhere. You know, if they should be the foundation, I can understand investing in a lot of other coins, but the majority of your portfolio should be in those two tokens. And right now, with Ethereum 2.0 on the verge of launching, I think you are looking at a token that will double or triple in value within the next year. Which one was that? Which one would double Ethereum. triple? Ethereum. Ethereum. Yeah. I mean, with all the DeFi stuff coming, I mean, there's a lot of good things happening on Ethereum. They still have some things that they got a fix and they don't have a pretty a very good track record of getting these things done on time. I mean, Ethereum 2.0, I mean, are you, what are you thinking? Two years, three years from now? I mean, I, I, I mean, it should have been here already, but here's the thing. Exactly. They don't have a good track record of being on time, but they do have a track record for being very honest about the problems they have mm -hmm. and addressing them. Yeah. Which is well, something you cannot say Fair point. a lot of these tokens, man. A lot of them try to say their problem isn't that big of a problem. Ethereum is not that way at all. You know, they will say, that is a problem. We agree, and we're working on it. And that's a good sign. Yeah. I mean, at least they acknowledge the problem. Yeah. yeah. And they say, you know, this is what we're doing about it. Their timescales haven't been really, I don't know, I wouldn't call it uh, accurate, but you know, at least they understand there is a problem and they're working on it. And, uh, you know, actually, probably the third fight. token that I own the most of is Stellar, which is kind of the mm -hmm. uh, uh, the alternative, which is, you know, had a, had a pretty great week. Yep. Yep. No, well, that's because they burned a shit ton of tokens. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? yeah. people love that. That's, a, that's right. a good sign of good management, in my opinion. All right. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if you did the calculation, but it didn't seem like it was worth it to me. You burn that many tokens and you get that much of a rise in value. Maybe it's not immediate, but uh, uh, it didn't seem like it was a good for the for the organization. It didn't seem like it was good. It was good for token holders, but I wonder if it was good for the organization. But that's another discussion for another day. Okay, so. I would like to tell everyone, go visit the globalcryptopress.com. And uh, you also, um, Ross, brought up cryptocurrencyloaning.com. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. And that's, uh, that covers both the, if you want to take out a loan using your crypto as collateral or deposit your cryptocurrency and earn interest on it. We cover both. Wonderful. And where can people reach you personally on Twitter or Telegram? What, what's your, what's your handle? Uh, I am Twitter uh, slash Ross FM. Uh, I used to be on the radio before I did the crypto stuff. And okay. then uh, uh, globalcryptopress.com. Um, I'm Ross at yeah, for my email address. Anyone has a story, I'm always open to tips. Anyone out there has a strong opinion, I, I'm very willing to publish people's articles as well if they want to submit uh, something well thought out. Excellent. Good. All right. Pleasure to have you on the show. Thank really you. enjoyed the 
scam podcast <laughs> uh, and uh, want to let everyone know to review us in the Apple podcast and Google Play app stores. Uh, your reviews encourage us and help us to choose, help others actually choose our podcast. And uh, if you have any questions for either Ross or I, you know where to reach us. Ross, again, thank you. And thank you, uh, let's get caught up once we, uh, we find out what happens to Cloud Token. Absolutely. A reminder that we are not financial advisors and anything we talk about or refer to on the show should not be considered or construed as financial advice. We encourage you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions.